Hi, I'm Walter Harvey, the senior pastor at Parklawn Assembly of God. Parklawn is a church that both regular attenders and even unchurched people love to attend. Why? Perhaps it's because we seek real and authentic relationships. We're a multicultural church that's engaged in volunteerism and outreach in our community and world. Let's face it, we live in a real world. Young people are facing challenges in their school, relationships, and career choices. That's why we're focused on practical matters, such as making faith work in family, career, and community issues. If you're tired of church as usual, or you don't go to church at all, then Parklawn Assembly of God could be the perfect place for you. Come check it out this weekend. We have services each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon. Well, we just thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, because God said all he said, we're not going to be long. Thank you, Jesus. We really could go home now. God is pleased. God is pleased with you. God is pleased. His heart is happy because we have committed to carry out his plan and his purpose. Thank you, Jesus. God is pleased. We want to read. Well, before I read, I want to honor God and I want to honor Bishop Harvey and Lady Judy. Let's, let's bless God for our leaders. I honor them in their absence. Thank you, Jesus. I also honor our elders, our ministers, my family that's here. God bless you. Amen. We're talking about the woman at the well, the master is calling. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to go right into it, share just a couple things, and then we're going to go home because God said what he wanted to say. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. St. John's chapter 4. Going to read the majority of the context, the, the, the text, so you can understand the context. This is from the NIV. It says, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had gone through Samaria. Say, he had to go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? 
for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his son and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him, I give them will become in them a spring of, a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you, when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming, and now, and now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit. And his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the, that Messiah, the Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then the disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because the woman's testimony, he told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay there, to stay, to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. Amen. 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 We're talking about the call. The master is calling. I shared with the first service and I asked the question, how many of you at some point in your life, you did your own thing and you expected God to bless it? Can, can I see your hands? <laughs> okay, so those of you who didn't, I know you did too. <laughs> I, I, shared a, I shared the story about how I... I, I, I enjoy money. 
And uh, my background, when I was little, my father was a businessman, and every time, and he was on a cash basis, so he was in, you know, sales, and we would go on sales calls, and my sister and I, we, my daddy would go into the tavern, me and Gina, we'd go into the tavern with daddy, we, he'd sit at the bar, we'd sit at the bar, daddy would have his drink, we'd have our Coke and potato chips. So when daddy would come home, every day, I'd go, daddy, can I count your money? Can I count your money? So I'm counting money. Counting money. And so, you know, being, you know, eight, nine, you know, seven, and if you see hundreds of dollars and all that stuff, this is, this is, I was like, man, we are rich. We are rich. But to see my father as a businessman, to see how he interacted with his clients, planted a seed in me. So from then, I thought I wanted to be a CPA because I love accounting. I just enjoy accounting. I enjoy researching and finding money. I'd rather get my own money, but you know, it was okay looking at an organization's books. Then, you know, I work in accounting and then I've worked in healthcare, but I ended back into the finance industry. And in the fight, and so, so on that, in the middle of that track, there was a point in time in my life where I am entrepreneurial, so an opportunity had come to me. And when I'm talking and seeing these multimillionaires and I'm sitting down having one-on-one conversation, I see how much money they got. I see how much money they were making. I saw, I saw all that. And then they was like, Connie, you can do it too. And I'm like, yeah. And see these dollar signs? Yep. I'm in it. I'm in it. Yes, because my personality type, dominant personality type, goal-oriented, and um, when we're approached with any opportunity, and I'm an activator, I get the job done, and I like to work with a group of people so we can work together so we all can go up. That's, my, that's just my makeup. And so when I see this, my one question is, show me the money. How much money? That's the one question I'm going to ask. How much money? But when I saw Nancy's $10,000, then I saw her $20,000. Then I'm on her boat and we, we sitting there talking. We have one-on-one. Then I saw Gloria. Then she have $75,000. And then I'm in a time where I'm talking to Gloria, Natalie, Crescent. I'm talking to all these people and all of them multi-millionaires. You want people like that in your life. And then they would say these wonderful words, Connie, you can do it. And I said, and I, I said, yes, I can. Yes, I will. So here I go, goal-oriented. This the goal, this the outcome, I'm on my way. Then all of a sudden, I see $2,000. Cool, this is good. Then I see $3,000. Yeah, this is great. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. God, you said if I give my tithes into the storehouse, you said give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Then I see $5,000. And then they said, Connie, that's good. Now, you can go to the next level. I said, cool. That's when the 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, you know. And when I started going after it, even though I'm going after it, it was toil. It's toil. It was hard. And they say, oh, Connie, you know, you're going to have challenges. We all have challenges. But it was hard. 
activator. I get the job done. When, I, when I'm in it, I just, I burst through it. I would burst through it to get the job done. So that's what I did. But in the midst of it, there was something on the inside like, this is not right. So yes, I'm making these achievements. Yes, I'm speaking. Yes, I have access. Down here, it's just like, and it's, it's because, because this was their destiny, it was easy for them. Just because it's somebody else's destiny doesn't mean that it's mine. That's just like when you see Sister Tabitha singing, it makes me want to go, sweet Jesus, 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 Jesus. You know I'm not a singer, but it's her call. It's, it's easy. It's easy. I mean, she got Walanda going, Jesus, sweet, 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 sweet. When you see somebody in their element, in their grace, in their gifting, it seems easy, and it makes you feel like you can do it. Now, you know, I'm going to see if they give you the mic to do praise and worship. I'm coming. <laughs> but you understand, when it's somebody else's call and their destiny, it doesn't mean that it's mine. So, long story short, when I reached to the end, when I reached to the end of myself, I got to the point to where I had to call out to God. I had to cry out to God. When we read about the woman at the well, we read the text, we read how Jesus had to go through Samaria. We read that when Jesus began to pique her interest and he began to have conversations with him, she recognized you being a Jew don't have anything to do with Samaritans. There's something different about this situation. If a Jew is dealing with me, and even then, because they despised each other, Jews did not even touch the same containers that the Samaritans used. So for Jesus to ask for a drink of water, that's why she said, you don't even have anything to draw with because Jews don't even touch her buckets. But Jesus knew who she was. Jesus knew her background. And in spite of her background, Jesus still called her because there is an appointed time for the call. That's the first point. There's a, uh, there's a time for the call. So he had to go through Samaria. He had to talk to the Samaritan woman. He had to talk to her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And because he had to talk to her, there is a place for the call. There's a time, an appointed time. Then there's a place. Now the place determines who are you called to? Where are you called to? Where are you supposed to be? Now she was called to her community because when Jesus began to speak with her and he began to pique her interest and when he began to touch and search her heart, what did she do? 
when he revealed himself, when he told her about her five husbands and the man she was with now, and she said, you must be a prophet. So because Jesus did not look at her in any kind of way because of her background and he called her anyway, she immediately forgot her pot and went to go preach. Come see a man. Come see a man who told me everything I did. And you know she had to be a woman of influence because if she did not have any influence, the people wouldn't have paid her any attention. She could have been known because of her background. She could have been known because of all the men she's been with. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It doesn't matter. God is still calling. Thank you, Jesus. And that's the thing. Sometimes we'll look at our background. We'll look at what we did. And when, when I was going through that thing, and I'm like, God, I'm a little ticked off at you because I had my prayers praying for me. I had people supporting me, and it wasn't, it wasn't turning out. Simply because if God didn't call it, he's not obligated to bless it. Even though I'm using kingdom principles, I'm using the word, I'm using scripture, I'm doing it. Two of you agree on this earth concerning anything that they ask. It shall be done on my father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. So I'm using kingdom principles. And then expect God to bless when he didn't call me. And then I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way and I'm looking at him like, really? Really? This is the word. You watch over your word to perform me. You said in your word, so shall my word be that's going forth out of my lips. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the things whereto I sent it. That's what you said and you didn't bless this. You didn't, you didn't bless this. You didn't answer my prayer when me and my agree, my, 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 I call it my prayer SWAT team, when my, when my prayer SWAT team, we agree. And you didn't watch over your word. I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm feeling some kind of way. But when I reach the end, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm, I'm glistening just a little bit. <laughs> so when... So when I'm, I'm, I'm before the Lord and I, I, I had to get to the point where I just had to just give up everything and just say, God, I'm sorry because he was like, I never called you to do that anyway because I was not fulfilled. He said, if, you, if I called you, you would have been fulfilled. You would have had joy, peace, you would have had the blessing manifesting, the tangible blessing, the demonstration of the power of God. All of that, all of that. So I, I just had to just get it together. I'm just like, I'm, I'm sorry. So, so we understand that there's a time for the call. We understand there's a place for the call. There's also a purpose for the call. Thank you, Jesus. 
So the woman at the well, her purpose was to go to preach and bring the people to Jesus. That was her purpose. Why that purpose? Because there were people there who were hungry. There were people there who wanted to know who the Messiah was because she said it. When the Messiah comes, he will tell us everything. So they were looking for the Messiah. So God knew. Jesus knew they were looking for the Messiah. Jesus knew that he had to pour into them and to teach them and have some more believers to come. So because that was her purpose, we all have a purpose. Each and every one of us that is breathing today have a specific purpose that God has established before the foundation of the world. And every now and then we'll tap into it, step out, we'll step in, step out. We may step in and step out. And when we step in, we'll see that things are going. Then all of a sudden life will beat us up. Things will happen or we just get off track and just want to do our own thing. Now, I could be passionate about singers, but everybody know I'm not a singer. But you have to know really what's going on in your spirit. What are you really passionate about? What really gets your gold? Because if there's something that really just get at you, you have an answer. In the industry that I'm in right now, I'm in the finance industry. I work for an investment firm. And the accounts that I see on a daily basis, $44 million, some $100 million, some $10,000. I see all the investments. I see the trades that's coming through. I see all that stuff, you know. And when I was in one division, I would go to a conference and I would be the only one that looks like me there. And I'm like... Really? It doesn't make sense to where I, I had to text one of my friends. I was like, why am I the only one that looks like me that's here? And I was talking to a financial advisor one day, and he said, Connie, I, I, he said, I'm not, you know, he said, I don't mean any harm, but when we, talking about financial advisor, when we think Milwaukee, we don't think money. What is he saying? And I said, that's your problem. There are millionaires in Milwaukee. There are millionaires in the making in Milwaukee. There are millionaires in the making right here in this sanctuary right now as we speak. I said, that's your problem. And so it, 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 it just irritates me. Every time I see it, and I said, when we have a God that has a kingdom principle, that have a system that will override the world, I'm in the thick of the finance industry. It is when I say that it is binding, you can sense the spirit of darkness in the midst of it. You have the Department of Labor rules that's talking about. And all, now, now, let me tell you this. Now, there's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of God. The kingdom of darkness, who, who's the God of the kingdom of darkness? Okay, everybody know that. Who's the, who's the God of the kingdom of, of light? Okay, so either God, kingdom of light, 
or Satan, the kingdom of darkness. Now, both systems have strategies. Both systems. However, one system can override the other. Okay? Every test that I had to take to get a license was at least this thick. So imagine Series 7, Series 65, Life Insurance, all the books that I had to read was about this high. Every book, I had to read every word, every page. I had to take six-hour tests, three-hour tests, hour tests. And, 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 and one, I had to take four times. Who wants to take a six-hour test four times? But this is the kingdom of darkness. That strategy is, to, is designed for people to fail because they rely on the fees. And it's $300, $400 a test. So they literally write the test. And, and our instructors in the classes told us this. So we're talking about the purpose for the call, okay? So when I'm, I'm sitting up there, and I'm just like, oh. When I talk about how one system will override the next, when I failed the first test, it was because I allowed the system where man derived have precedence over the kingdom of God. Because I was on the last question, number, there were like 300 questions, like number 300, one minute left on the clock. I, I, in the class, when we had to go through the review class, they said, do not change an answer unless you are absolutely sure you know you missed it. Do not. One minute, last question, one minute on the clock. I look at the question, click. Down here, I was like, ah, I think maybe I should change it. Maybe I should change it. Do not change any answer unless you're absolutely sure that you missed it. I think maybe I should change it. Don't change any. You understand the point? Where you have these multiple voices. When God is leading you to do something, you have outside voices, outside sources. You have to decide who are you going to listen to. And it will override and it will go, sometimes it will go against the norm. In my situation, it was going against the norm. And so, so here I am, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. And I was like, uh, 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 and I said, click, I submitted it. And it calculated, I missed it by one point. And so I'm like, I said, dog it, I'm going to go home. I went home and looked up the answer. I would have changed it to the right answer. So I had to take the test again. This time I got my prayers. 
I'm like, okay, now I know to listen to the Holy Ghost. I know I'm going to listen to God. So I'm reading the question. Question number one. Click. Question number two. Father, I know what I've been through last time. I'm not going to do that again. What you saying, Jesus? What you saying? Sweet Jesus, 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 Jesus. Sweet Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So, and so I, so I, 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 I submit the button. I'm like, glory, yes, yes. And I missed it by two points. I'm just like, now I'm feeling some kind of way because I know now to listen to the Holy Ghost. This time I really utilize my prayers and the kingdom principles. Why am I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm just kind of mad at God. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm irritated. I'm irritated. And so one time, I'm not going to go through every test, but the, the, I'm going to say the, the last time I took the test, question number one, I'm reading. Question number two, I'm reading. So maybe about question number 35, 40, I, I read the question, and I said, because with these type of tests, if you think this way, there's an answer. If you think this way, there's an answer. If you think this way, there's an answer. So you have to absolutely know in order to answer correctly. So I read the question, and I said, oh, click. Then the Holy Ghost said, read it again. And then I said, oh, because when you get revelation, it illuminates within your spirit. So I said, okay, so I reread it again. And I said, oh, because of one word, I would have missed it. So I knew that the Holy Ghost was with me. So I'm just like, okay, good. And that time I passed. Thank the Lord. Right? So when you're praying about your purpose, thank you, Jesus. Some of our purpose, we are called to the medical field. Some of us are called to education. Some of us are called, no matter where your purpose is, no matter where it is, we have a platform that's representing the kingdom of God. We use the word on top. So even though I had to read all those books, I'm using the word as a platform with all the other books on top because this is what's going to last. This is what's going to last. This is what's going to override. Always. Thank you, Jesus. All right. I'm going to read this one scripture. Proverbs chapter 16. My go-to scripture. Thank you, Jesus. When you're talking about the purpose and the plan, when you're praying and you're laying before God and you're asking God, what is it that you have called me to? Who am I called to? Where am I supposed to be? Because the Bible doesn't say, okay, you need to be a missionary and go to Zimbabwe for 10 days. The Bible doesn't say, um, Walanda, you need to marry Joe Blow. The Bible doesn't give specifics like that. But when you're before God and you're praying and you're utilizing the scriptures, the revelation will come up. And when the revelation comes up out of your spirit, it actually comes and it illuminates in your mind and you will know what to do. Okay? Does that make sense? How when you're praying in the spirit and you're praying before God and you're using the word and you're listening and it illuminates, it bubbles up from your spirit up to your mind. Okay? 
So here's Proverbs chapter 16. This is in the Amplified Bible. And I'm just about done. It says, the plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit, thoughts, and intents of the heart. It says, roll your works upon the Lord. The word works means, in the Hebrew, roll your works, roll your business, roll your product, roll your work of God, roll your pursuit, roll your achievements, roll your undertaking, roll your enterprise upon the Lord. That's what it means. So no matter where you're called, no matter if you're a business owner, you roll it over to the Lord. It says commit and trust them wholly to him and he will cause your thoughts. And in the Hebrew, your thoughts mean device. It means your inventions. It means your plan and it means your purpose. Make sense? He will cause your purpose to become agreeable to his will and so shall your plans be established and succeed. When you understand and you have this scripture and there are many other scriptures as a platform to pray out your plan and purpose for God, you will have understanding, you will have clarity, you will have fulfillment and you will have perseverance for when challenges do come. So, my last point, there's a time for the call. There's a place for the call. There's a purpose for the call. And then there's a time to activate the call. We walk by what? And not by what? The just shall live by what? Right. There comes a time that when God speaks to us and shows us what we need to do and then we have a process to go through like my process I wasn't planning on taking eight nine tests when I went to the Lord and I was mad and I was I read every scripture I said Lord you said if I call on you you will answer father you said if I pray you will answer I read every scripture about him answering me when I pray I said father I just don't understand why do I have to go through all of this I'm mad. I'm feeling some kind of way. And I know God can handle it, but I know he's my father and he will give me an answer. And so I'm just feeling some kind of way. So I'm just like, okay, this is my last shot. I'm coming before you. If you don't tell me nothing, I'm done with you and your word. Because all these other times I'm using kingdom principles and it's not working because I'm not in alignment with his will, but I'm expecting him to bless my thing. But when I'm in alignment with his will, that's when... Revelation, instructions, and direction come, and the blessing. So I'm like, Lord, what is this? He said, Daniel did not plan on going into the lion's den. He said, David did not plan on becoming a target for murder. He said, Joseph did not plan on becoming a slave and going to jail. He said, but they all went down before they all rose to the top. So I said, okay. In other words, before you get to your place called there, there's a process. There's a process. 
There's a preparation for the call. There's a proven time for the call. And some of us are going through things that is hard, things that we get discouraged, but it's a part of the process. Now, it's different if you made a bad decision trying to do your own thing and you're reaping. Don't use that as an excuse. I'm doing my own thing, so this is happening, and it's God's fault that he's not answering my prayer. No, if you're in alignment and you know you heard from God and you're having these oppositions that's proven you, it's preparation. Preparation time is never wasted time. Never wasted time. Never wasted time. Thank you, Jesus. So, as God is dealing with you, there's a video that um, we're going to watch because some of us are at the place to where we're discovering our purpose. Some of us are at the place, okay, I heard from God and I'm tapping into it. I just need a little more direction because God is enlarging our territory. He spoke to us today. God is supernaturally going to propel us and supernaturally raise us up. And when we're in alignment, we're going to like, this is God. And people will be like the people in the town. They will hear what we have to say and they will want our God. Let's watch this video. walking by faith when we walk by faith we are honoring God and when we walk by faith God is honoring us thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm going to have 
everybody to stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have the prayer team to come up to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the first service, we did the general prayer like we did earlier, so we don't have to do that prayer again. Thank you, Jesus. But who I would like to come forth, thank you, Jesus. There may be someone here that says, I know there's more to life. I know there's more. But I don't know how. I know I stood up and I said, yes, I'm willing to hear and do what you say do. But I don't even really know if I'm saved. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. If you are not in relationship with Jesus, you want to get to know him. You would like to have Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. When you are in alignment with him, he has a path and a plan for your life that is beyond human comprehension. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord, we invite you to come to the front. Number two, the second person I would like to talk to is the person that says, Connie, I want more direction, more clarification about the purpose. I can only pray so much and I don't know what else to say. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's great that we can pray. We can always pray and talk to God in our known language. God, he knows. But there are some times when you just don't have anything else to say. When you run out of other things to say, that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. And the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to pray. And then when, when the Holy Spirit teaches you how to pray, the Holy Spirit will reveal what God is saying. So Connie, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Connie, I want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. I want the power of God. The scripture says, and ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Thank you, Jesus. We want to be an effective witness. We want the power of God. Thank you, Jesus. And the last person I would like to invite is the individual who was at a place like me. Like I'm like, God, I'm kind of tired of you, and I'm kind of tired at your word, of your word. But I didn't walk away from God. But there may be some people here today, someone here today that got discouraged, got irritated at the church, got irritated at God, and walked away from God. Heartline Assembly of God exists to share the light, life, and love of Jesus Christ. As a part of this mission, join us for special services, workshops, and encounters. Parklawn Assembly of God is located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard, right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.